Oh, Jesus, she's got the ice out. She's got the ice out, lads. What is she having this evening? Right. Pint of holy water. We'll start from there where we've got... Yeah, we've got... We'll start from the lovely clinking of the ice. And excuse Mm. my non-sneeze sneezes. Oh, here They're non-virusy sneezes. Poor. They're healthy, staying at home sneezes. Yeah. Healthy hay fever. Do you know... Do you know why I'm sneezing now? I went down to look like an absolute psychopath in the park, right? Because I'm making something special for fake mass this weekend with Alison Spill. Ooh. Tell and everybody tell about fake mass first. Yeah. Um, no, just like what uh, fake mass is. Fake Well, this week is very special because it's Easter Sunday, but fake mass with Alison Spittle at 11 a.m. on every Sunday is our Lord and Saviour Alison Spittle doing mass. And she... She is God and the priest and Jesus and all things combined. And random people go on and talk to her and do lovely little ditties and songs and, <coughs> excuse me, and other things. I just had some side effects. <laughs> Very rude. Um, You're forgiving. Yeah, I, I, I ended up on there with Chicken Town, which is me little chickens. And oh, you just have to see it. Don't put me describing it. It's stupid. Chickens go to mass. Anyway, chickens chickens 11, 11 a.m. every Sunday. 11 a.m. every Sunday. On Alison Spittle's live Instagram feed, and I am super awkward and I hate being on the, the face, so I just turn around. <laughs> you can you can tell how much you hate it just from your like, oh my god. You have to say, oh, like your facial me. expressions are just like can't see my own face on it, and it's just I don't know what it's looking at, and it's horrible. And I hate it. Should so you not wear a chicken mask? I had just one, but to kind it of stolen. Oh, I used to have oh, one. Of course, yeah, really good. A lot one. of people like they're yeah. highly desired pieces of uh, I, yeah. of material. No, I wore it out on a night out once, and somebody, yeah, somebody yanked it straight off my head and ran off. Cunts, bastards. Um, yeah, so that's one. So this weekend I'll be doing that. But I was in the park collecting things that look small for the scenery, ooh, such as ooh, little ooh. bits of trees and moss I was collecting moss you know what the moss is for Molly we have had moss before for such other projects um, oh I so kind of know I like I, I have it in my head what you might be you doing so I'm class oh yeah yeah yes. yes yeah so okay, I was so in you, the everyone has to tune around in. picking up <laughs> moss and twigs and people were walking by at well past the clearance distance of two metres because they were freaked out by my crawling around <laughs> Picking ten up your ten meters away from the carry virus, putting it in my back like one twig at a time, picking them up, looking at them, putting them in my bag, like blowing to get the little bugs off. I was like, and then putting them in my little bag. <laughs> they might have actually <laughs> thought you escaped from Bowmount Hospital there, fucking crawling around in the ground, looking like a gobshite. During my period of isolation, I have painted my room, painted a chair, broke and fixed my bike. With the help of someone oh, else yeah. fixing the gears on it today or the brakes, I've also how, how, how um, are you going to get rid of the rust though? It looks like it's got it's got bite it's got bite the, cancer for sure. The rust is going to be a kind of a feature. Uh, a I'll feature. be the girl cycling yeah. the bike with the rust, rusty Molly. They'll call me, and I'm happy with that <laughs> that nickname. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. The oh people God. will wonder why did they call her Rusty Molly, and no one will know for sure. Especially when I'm not riding the bike, it'll just look. Oh yeah, because it'll seem a bit weird from sitting on the thing. <laughs> you definitely need an inch face cloth for that joke. So you do. Oh yeah. Speaking of a so face cloth, and 
my naked oh, sleeping. Oh, that was a big hit. Yes, so people think me and Molly sleep naked together now. That was a misunderstanding. <laughs> uh, I would like to point out, I never sleep naked or be naked near any human beings except for people with penises of whom I am interacting with at said time, which is fucking never. <laughs> so currently and in the long haul and all of this time, nobody will ever see me naked. Especially fucking Molly. And I don't see Molly I would naked. like to also... I want to. I would like to, so, I would like to point out though, every time that you have stayed in my house or we've been in... A, the same room sharing a bed or doing whatever you have had probably around 16 or 17 layers and then a fucking sleeping mm-hmm. blanket on top of that and everything and not else. been able You're, to sleep uh, in case they accidentally touched you yeah because yeah, I'd I wake up in the middle of the night and start talking in my sleep going the bus there to get it <laughs> start fucking talking to me about catching a bus where's the bus <laughs> yeah middle yeah. of the night and a cat would walk on my face can't deal with There's it there's so much going it. on like I missed your house so much. <laughs> yeah, there's I a lot going on. There's you a lot have to miss on. it at this stage though. I have a very strict routine. I do, I do. Because it's something different to... Anything different. ...situation that I've been going in circles around for a month now. How long has it been? It's been, I think, God, three and a half weeks. Month. Is it three? It was from the 16th or 17th of March. Yeah. So it'll be nearly yeah. four weeks. Okay. Yeah. Been, I mean, my advice for Jessie. anyone that's <laughs> it's what? Person. Oh yeah, your since cousin. I touched Jesse, since <laughs> I put my boobs on her boobs, so there'd be a lot of people yeah. that'd be jealous of that touching their cousin with their boobs. A lot of people. Uh, I was going to say I felt sorry for you, but people are kept away from their wonderful other halves, and they're always <laughs> so sad, and you don't get to see them. But you can talk to them on the phone and send wank pictures or whatever the fuck you do. And I was like, that's so sad. And then I went, no, do you know what? Fuck you. Because at some point, everyone's going to get a call that you can go outside and you can go straight over there and get the fucking ride and the shift. And I'll be still sitting here doing exactly the same fucking thing on my fucking own. So actually, no sympathy for you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> do you not think, though, that people coming out the other side of this will be just like, give me a fucking go on something? You would, you would be yeah, able to step will, out yeah. the door and get the ride if you wanted to. If you wanted that, but you are a fussy bitch and, and, and you need whom? to talk to them and for three to weeks. whom will that be? That's it, yeah. And I, yeah, I've been trying to get on the old Tinder machine there for getting a bit of one of them three week conversations going to possibly get near yeah. enough. This is the perfect time for you. Yeah. You would think, you would think, but clearly my <laughs> conversational, my conversational skills are amazing and uh, I can't get past two days of talking to anyone. And that well, what, what are you talking to them sense. about? If you're talking nice. about coronavirus, they're obviously not going to... No, I don't really talk about coronavirus. Life. Besides people saying, what did you used to do in the different world back in the day when... It's like, well, I, I, I You walk 20 miles to school looking for a potato. Yeah, and it's not interesting. We're all doing the same thing. So it's more like, what did you do back when we were free? And the usual shite. I don't even yeah. uh, small talk I don't really like it what do you do but you have to do it and then you get to the I like when you you know when it goes into the talking mental stupid shite where you end up I end up making up something about keeping someone in my basement that's generally my direction and people They're stop talking to me the best conversations and if you don't want to hear about mm. the person in my basement who's very happy then fuck off and they do pretty quickly so that's that <laughs> so I'll walk out of this in exactly the same situation I came in 
which is I won't walk out and stay indoors naked and eat my chocolate and pizza. Depleted and naked eating pizza. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you all. You just need to find a nice pizza maker, man, that will come to your house and give you pizza yeah, and not pizza talk to you man. or annoy you. Yeah. Well, that's what he does I've, already. I've, oh, well then, you've got, you're in a perfect relationship. Why would you, don't be fucking with, you know, what good things. Uh. <laughs> I have got like a bit of uh, a tip for people that are getting bored in their house. Vibrators. If you want to change your furniture around, it will feel like you're in a different house and... You're like oh where am I you'll wake up in the morning and you, you know when you wake up in someone else's house and you forget oh oh yeah if you do that Absolutely. then you feel like you're somewhere else so I don't have the change around your bed because sleep upside down furniture so what I do is make my little chicken scenes and if I make a different scene yeah. I can imagine that I'm there talking to tiny one inch tall chickens I went to the to blessings after mass on Sunday it was really nice oh that's breaking the law but not really not really because it was in my, <laughs> it was on my desk Oh, it was amazing. Mini chicken land. Ah. I made it fucking Oh my God, imagine if you genuine. actually go insane. Um, I, I could tell you, yeah, I could imagine that could be the thing. Now, uh, <laughs> after my chicken roll disco mass, which is your amazing idea, uh, because it was hot chicken roll disco mass, and I just didn't have time again, because I'm still working full time, but didn't have time to make the tiny chicken rolls. And Molly said, just get rolls and put the chickens in it and paint on flames. Didn't have time to even do the flames, so I stuck in red feathers sticking out of it and that was that was it it was beautiful it worked it was effective it was beautiful but then I took a bite out of it and nearly got sick because I don't like textures <laughs> you catch the very end of that in the video where I go like <laughs> and then I spat it onto the floor and then there was just because there were stale rolls as well so they were really brittle when they were just everywhere it was everywhere I had to hoover my room twice to get all the oh, fucking Jesus. rolls picking bits of chicken out of bread oh Bits of my actual chickens. Terrible. Oh well, it was done. You're a dirty Beautiful. bitch. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to kick off with Saint of the Day. Saint of the Day. And I think, Saint of the Day. So, considering the situation where you've been in, I think this is a very uh, adequate, uh, uh, what's the word I'm adequate? looking for? Appropriate. Appropriate person to discuss. So, I'm going to focus in on Mary Magdalene. Mary! She was given a lot of golf back in the day. She was given a lot of golf. Just because she was a modern woman. She was. She knew what she wanted. She was a modern woman. She liked the ride. You know, she was sound. She was the woman that was behind Jesus, cleaning up and making sandwiches for all the lads. She was sound bure. Now, according to the gospel, she was a dirty old bitch, sinning all the time and just bit of filthy until she met Jesus oh. and then Jesus was like hey oh, fuck off away from me and he cast out seven demons they got married didn't they they got married what? oh they probably were related how many people were there back in the day I thought she was related to like the other Mary 40 people you've been yeah they probably weren't I'm sure everyone was related she could you know what she could have been right yeah she was a cousin or something but sure look they were all at it back in the day anyway he cast out her seven demons and we all know really what that means. <laughs> he, he prayed really, really hard all over her. Um, so according to Catholic Online, Catholic her Online. feast day is July 22nd. Nice. Yeah, great, a great source of uh, information, by the way. Um, she is the patron of converts, 
Love makers, hairdressers. Love makers. Penitent sinners. Glove makers. Not love makers. Oh, because that would make sense for her. Glove. 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 That's so boring. People ridiculed for their piety. Perfumeries, Mm. pharmacists, tanners (laughs) and women. But most importantly. You don't get just one good big thing. Oh, she she's she's got one good big thing. She is also the patron saint of getting the ride. Yes. So she is the patron saint of love making. There we go. Nice. She is the patron saint of love making. So listeners, in this time of absolute troubling and isolating times, I said that twice now. Get down on your knees and pray pray to Mary Mags. And make love to yourself. You'll be on your knees giving better times to others. <laughs> Receiving the Holy Eucharist, huh? Oh, Jesus. Out of your friends, Mickey. <laughs> well. Yeah, she got, an awful, she got an awful lot of fucking abuse. It turns out, like, she was not popular back in the day, but one of those lads that, like, people look back and are like, ah, oh, actually, that was quite cool. You know, like, the mullet is now slowly somehow making a recurrence into being something cool when everyone why, back why? in the day was like, yeah. no. What is that what, thing? What are we? Who are we? Are we blind? Yes. That's Mary Magdalene. The mullet of Jesus time. I always thought she was cool. I I mean, I'm not going to lie. I always thought she was a bit of a slag, but that's how the religion teacher sold her. Yeah, they sold her as a slag. I thought she was just a poor bure by the well that everyone was being mean to for no good reason. And I could have related to that as a teenager. Yeah. So like, why I didn't mind her, you know? Yeah, hanging out by the well, <laughs> by Swelling Lake. <laughs> hanging out no by Swelling Lake. Me. Watching my love letters get thrown in. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. <laughs> we giggle, we make. No. Anyway, that's not. That's mean. <laughs> okay. Now, secret inside stuff. Oh, is that the oh. end of Magdalene? I just made the stupidest connection. Oh, well, there's lots more to her, but I gave up giving a shit, so. Mary Magdalene. Magdalene Laundries. Magdalene <laughs> is that word, and it's Mary's second name. Oh, my God. Are you... I don't I don't connect very obvious things. Amazing. You definitely don't. Well, you, you, you're just I'm after. Annoyed. I'm annoyed. It just She's takes you a few years. Yeah, it really does take me. Yeah. The penny... The penny well, doesn't yeah. drop as much as it just floats about in space endlessly till the end of time. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck to a weird magnet of a fridge. It floats by and I cap glimpse. And I kind of, oh, and then it goes and I don't really know. Right, so do you want the pure cure <laughs> or do you want the story? I would love a pure cure for the Bjor's whore. Wait, right, well, pure Pure, pure, pure cure for the horror's for the bure. Bure. For the Now, I have pages of stuff here because some of these are other other stuff for other times. <laughs> okay, so that's well, that. would you look at how the times have changed and you there well, with your paper and me here with the screen? <laughs> I know, I bet because I've never had a home printer and I must say, oh, having the ability to print things, what a luxury. I've always worked in printers. I don't, so I'm like, why would I print stuff? Now that I'm stuck in my house forever, I can print pages. Yeah. Okay. So this one. Let's kill all the trees while we're in here. Absolutely. See, I need. If you can't go to the trees, bring them in here. Yeah. And I'm not getting any newspaper and I need to crunch up some paper for some things that I'm making it for the weekend. And I don't want to crunch up good paper. So after I'm done with this, it's going to be part of my scenes. 
Anyway, so I was how, recently how appropriate in, for like mass as well. I know they'll be using for like Sunday mass. You're crinkling up the paper from the contrition mission. Yeah. So so apt. If that's apt. the word. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, my pages got all wet. All right. So anyway, Caroline Conway sent me an amazing uh, a link on Facebook to the Anglo-Celt article written by Paul Fitzpatrick. Oh, good man, Paul Fitzpatrick. Is that your cousin? No, it's cousin husband. Co- cousin's uh, husband. That's not a close enough connection. <laughs> yeah, so the recent article in the Celt, <laughs> it was my cup of tea. How close does it need to be to be relevant, by the way? I need a direct cousin. Um, <laughs> unless it's like somebody got murdered or something it's like well then you can go fucking five deep of people I, I might shit. get murdered because we're um, talking about it so go on anyway fucking right but I'm I'm complimenting his amazing article that I'm about to rip to shreds not rip to shreds as much as just make balls of it so <laughs> I'm not going to directly read it out as much as bits of it that I've chosen because of the wonderful cures in it so Paul Fitzpatrick looked at traditional the tradition of the cures and where they came from and he started with his own story. When I was about 12, I sprained my ankle playing football. I was brought to John James North, which I thought when I was reading it was a hospital, but that is a person. <laughs> John James North. <laughs> a great elderly gentleman in Red Hills Village who played on the Anna team, which was which won the junior championship in 1945. John James is well known in the area for having... The cure of the sprain. He rubbed the ankle and prayed over it. I think I went three days in a row. And by the fourth day, the ankle was fine. And that's from Paul himself, the writer of the article. And I feel like a sprain might heal in about three days. So, uh, yeah, I good, good one. All the same. Don't question it. You're going to heal in three days. And then he further goes on to say, in a radio documentary from 1975 called Three Times Under the Ass's Belly, <laughs> the interviewer, the late... <laughs> Stop it. The interviewer, the late... Princius... Princius? Coolan. Princius O'Connellan. Coolan? I don't want to speak ill yeah. of... The dead, but not Aloff or mispronounce the dead. But if you're going to have a name spelled so complicatedly, what can I do? Um, he spoke to a man who was cured of the shingles by a famous local fella called Huey Drum, who was then over 80 years of age. So, Crunchy <laughs> says, I took a rash to me face, explained the patient, who was not named. And I went to the local doctor and he told me it was dermatitis. But some of the local lads told me I was a fool and that I should go down to Huey Drum and that was the cure. <laughs> so, I went down to the creamery, the co-op, got me unsalted butter and I was told I couldn't go on without that. I went out to Huey and he said, you're a very bad case with them now. He asked me, did the doctor send him? And I said, he did not. <laughs> so he took the butter from me. <laughs> and he went up to the room and he spent about a quarter of an hour preparing it. And then he called me up to the room where he rubbed me up and down the side of the face with the butter. <laughs> I had it from the top of my head to the point of my chin. 
He rubbed and he rubbed for about 10 minutes at me. <laughs> he gave me a drink of Lucozade before I went out. <laughs> and I said to him, it'll be a long time before I shave that face. And that was of a Tuesday. No, he says, you could happen to shave it of a Sunday and shave it of a Monday I did. <laughs> Oh, I love it. <sighs> I need to find this fuck this radio interview. It sounds class. We can find it. I'm and definitely going to find it. We're going to have to get snippets. <laughs> oh, I just presume he sounds like that. I'm sorry if he was actually not sounding like that. But if you're from Gavin and the fucking you definitely, definitely sounds. All like right. That. So then the narrator spoke to Huey, who explained that the. So Huey was the cure fella. Yeah. The other fella, we don't know who he was. So he spoke to Huey, who explained that the cure consisted of the unsalted butter, some prayers, and a drop of my own blood. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, it'd keep scourging you and you'd go off your head, says Louis, off the shingles. But once that was rubbed on, you were finished. No trouble, off you go. Fucking hell. <laughs> And the next one I liked was one of the most renowned healers was Philip McGovern, a farmer in Glen Gevlin who died in 1913. And he was a famous across the country for having the cure of the rabies, which was a scourge at the time due to the mad dogs and foxes biting the fuck out of the humans' livestock. <laughs> we don't even have rabies anymore, do we? <laughs> so, in McGovern's obituary, it was noted that the cure was in his family since the reign of James I over 300 years, having been imparted in a dream to McGovern while sleeping on the side of a stream in the ancient kingdom of Glen. He was directed that having made a brew, he should go to the island, or go to an island, in an adjoining lake and treat a young man who had been put there to die because he was suffering from the dreaded disease. <laughs> Since <laughs> you left out, like... this is the problem with pages. I had to find the next one. <laughs> Since then, it has always been held by the eldest male representative. Blah blah blah, all that stuff. That's grand. So there are cures for everything. Each method stranger than the next. So the whooping cough in infants was said to be cured by passing the baby under the belly of an ass or a white horse three times, which we discussed. Oh, I think we did. in yeah. our very first or second episode I'm fairly sure that was brought up recently back in as well. the day back then when I when we had a good memory might have done might have done yeah. so passing the baby under for the cure of the warts the sufferer must touch the coat of a man who never saw his father or leave a bag of pebbles at the crossroads the hands may be washed from the holy well or the water found in the hollow of a stone or from a forge forge but only if the forge water is stolen I definitely said this before because we said all water is stolen if you take it. For shingles, rotten food, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, for shingles, you'd rub rub it with the wedding wi- wedding ring or the blood <laughs> of a ferret. Rub it wedding ring. Or a ferret's, or a ferret's wedding ring, maybe. A, f- a ferret's? I don't know. A, a ferret's wedding ring. Okay. Little tiny ferrets get married. You take their wedding rings. That's my that's my twist on it. Anyway, that's an Irish song. So it's amazing way, that the tradition way. has carried on. Oh, the ferrets, the ferrets' wedding ring. Huh? I can't say it. Mm. Wedding ring. <laughs> so it's amazing. The tradition has carried on to today's cynical world. 
Shane Connaughton in his 1994 book The Border Diary talks about driving to Tempo in Fermanagh to get the cure for the bad back. He tied the string around it and after three days took it off and burnt it before it touched the ground. He t- wait, 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 wait. He took the string off and burnt it before it touched the ground. He shouldn't be laboring yeah. anyway. But As in he just burnt it. I don't know what the... Yeah, he shouldn't be putting it on the ground for anyway, fuck's sake. And I hope it was put out before he put it on the ground. The old cure for the mumps has to be seen to be believed, he said. Patient is taken to a briar, usually a cow shed, and a horse collar placed around his or her neck before being paraded around the briar a few times. I know. <laughs> that sounds like a bit of BDSM bullshit there now. It does. And you've got the mumps and you probably feel very shitty. Like, whip me, daddy. Whip me. And you can't fucking hear anything. Whip me, daddy. And you can't hear anything because you've got the mumps and it's probably all up in your hearing. So, like, mm. yeah, you don't know. You're just walking in circles around fucking cow shed with a load of shite. Stupid. Anyway, I mean, it's brilliant. It's true. It's all true. All true. Ringworm, too, has its cures, wrote Andy McEntee in 1989. I remember being badly smitten by the nasty malady through contact with the cattle and being taken downtown to Tommy Brady's licensed premises which is now Blessings Mr ah. Brady who had the cure I know who had the cure recited some prayers over me stricken head and there was the burning of something like brown paper and that was a few bits that I pulled out of Paul's article which I loved it's a great article go on to the old Anglo self support your local papers buy your local papers whatever go online do the thing. Keep people in their jobs. But that's the Anglo-Celt. It's got class stuff. So. Good man Paul. His past. Like. My favourite part. Was the fucking Facebook comments. Under the article. Which. Yes. Uh, I'll obviously say no names. This but is, I just love these. This is where the people. Who read okay. the article. Yeah. Come along. And this yeah. is their comments. So I won't say. I'm just going to put they it. They reveal their stories. Every one of them is going to be called. Fake names. Every one of them is called Karen. Mary one. Right. Karen. Okay. My son got very severe burn on the arm a few years ago and the girl in the local chemist sent him to the man who had the cure for the burn. The man licked his burn and nearly immediately the burn started to heal. There's not a mark on my son's arm. And to this day, he's very thankful to the man. Thanks, Karen. (laughs) This one is from Karen. Yes, got the cure of warts in RD 20 odd years ago. Old lady made the sign to cross with straw and the warts and was asked to say a prayer every night and a few weeks later all the warts were gone. Thanks, Karen. Warts are gone, would Then the next one from Karen. Yes, I got the cure of the warts in my hands when I visited Ulster American Folk Park many years ago. Had to put my hands into the pot of the blacksmith was using two cool D horseshoes. Hashtag amazing. <laughs> Karen. My <laughs> the fact that you used hashtag amazing at the end of that. Oh my god. My neighbor used to Amazing. Amazing. Karen, my neighbour used to get all sorts knocking at her front door. Are you the woman? <laughs> are you? Are you the woman with the cure of the dirty mouth? 
supposedly she had the cure of the drudge. Under each of these comments. <laughs> oh, I can't breathe. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm sweating. <laughs> oh, stop it. Now, <laughs> I thought these comments were class. I just took the best of you. Because some of them were just like, yep, yeah, I had the old spray and cure myself. You know, nothing interesting. But then each one of these, Andre would have someone going, <laughs> someone would say, I believe the cure for the thrush is somewhere down below there in Kilishandra and Calvin. Does anyone have the phone number? And somebody else under that would comment, I think his name is Patsy Riley. And someone under that would comment, <laughs> with the fucking phone number and address for Patsy Riley, whoever the person oh, was. <laughs> and every one of them under, whether it be thrush, sprained ankle, fucking... <laughs> burns scabies face or rabies, you know what's yeah. that other one they had rabies <laughs> they were all looking for a phone number but unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately um, a lot of them said sorry they're dead actually under that it's like oh shit and then somebody posted up a picture of like the local listings for cures which looked like a pa- photo of a page out of like <laughs> the what's that even book called phone book and it was like a list of cures, wow. a list of names, Holy a list shit. of phone numbers. For real. Getting an interview with someone that has a cure. So I, Caroline, best fucking link I ever got. Yeah, I'm really... Oh, could you imagine? So yeah, that was the best link I ever got. Because that was just, that was that was the best. Thank you, Caroline. So <laughs> I actually Caroline think there's parts of me that are sore from laughing. It's the most amount of exercise I've had in probably around <laughs> a year and a half. <laughs> Holy my God. Uh, yeah. Well, so that's well done. now I don't think I'm going to top that for next time there's a yeah somebody please write another cure article so I can steal all your information yeah do all the work so we can get all the praise yep thank you although I must say it was people's comments that really got me yeah <laughs> right anyway, would you like a story anyway, I did a break okay yeah story please i give you a story this is sent in from a friend up in Dublin okay Dublin Dublin me, is it? a story of a kiss is what they've called it sounds romantic it's very romantic <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> about <laughs> about 10 years ago I was living on the west coast of Ireland for anonymity's sake let's call the place Dalby, a housemaid and I <laughs> had been out on the stair like young ones do and we had returned to our friend's house the other side of the city for the after party. After a hard night of hardcore messing, he offered us a volume to take the edge off before heading home to sleep. Both of volume. us thought that this was a fucking excellent idea. <laughs> we jovially took the medicine granted to us by our dear friend and headed off on our merry way to our homestead on the other side of the city. The walk back at 6am in the height of summer involved a stroll through the main thoroughfare of Dalby. Let's call it Mop Street. <laughs> However, to us, this was all a blur. We woke up in our respective rooms later on that day, covered in board shit, and found each other as equally as confused as the other. (laughs) (laughs) There was a massive hole in Burgett. There was a massive hole in both our memories, and we were sure that our friend 
was an absolute thundering bastard who had given us something else other than Valium. And we were right. He had given us sleeping pills. The wacko. <laughs> to try and fill in the gaps of our walk home, we sat down and discussed our last memory. There was something to do with getting the shift and getting flowers off some bloke. I was fucking delighted with myself that I could pull someone as shit-faced as I was and that they thought I was special enough to be given flowers. As the evening went on and our senses returned to somewhat of a normal state, I started looking through my phone and saw that I had taken a load of selfies when I had gotten into bed. This was not uncommon for me as I am horrendously vain. Anyway, going back <laughs> through them, I came across our walk home and it became very evident what had really occurred. I did get shot on by a seagull. I did get flowers, but they were out of the bin. <laughs> I did get the shift of some young fella who, in fact, was the statue of Oscar Wilde that sits on the top <laughs> of Mop Street. <laughs> Shit. And apparently there's picture evidence of this that she will supply should we want it. For public. So maybe. <laughs> oh yeah, for public. Oh my God, glass. We'll see. Where the bird shit I'll ask come her from? to send it on and we'll see. A seagull. This is what she said. There's a picture of her covered in bird shit. Shit. And <laughs> your man. Jesus Christ. Only mm-hmm. for the fucking camera roll. Sometimes people would never know what they're at. Look at half my life is Pinky based on what. Yeah, exactly. What your camera roll is. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Sure, like that time we broke oh, into the Jesus. President Church. Not broke in. Walked in the gates. I hadn't a clue well, the next day that until time, I saw the video footage. My praying, my praying opened the gate, you mean? Yeah, years of praying. Me. After probably a year and a half yeah. of solid praying. Yeah, and leaving fucking little blessings and gifts in the Catholic hole. Yeah, and then it opened. It did was... open after Jesus' birthday as well, just saying. Yeah, it did, yeah. Like, I mean... Oh, I was amazed. All of this didn't just happen by coincidence. I wasn't pretending to be excited. I was genuinely in the happiest time. I was running around like twinkly fucking Delilah face, just having the best time. It was such a such a happy time. Such a happy time. Now, would you like a story? Yes, I would. Please. Now, Molly, you're involved in all of these stories because Class, that's, this that's is exactly what I want. This to is going to be it's going to be a wee saga. Too. Oh Jesus! Yeah, so. I'll tell you the story of an absolute class place that myself, Molly and two others used to live in. So, within this place, there are several stories. But we'll start with how we got there. And Ah. you can jump in at any time with memories. Ah. We were born, we were born, and then lots of stuff (laughs) happened. But we moved to Dublin. We moved to Dublin against... Bad time, but you know, there's reasons, and here they all are. <laughs> or some of them. Anyway, well, do you know what? We can't blame Dublin on the fact that we just did not want to go to college. We just did not want to. <laughs> you blame it all you want. Okay, so we'll start with how we got there, and the four of us had to find a place to live in, and we did in South Circular Road. So this isn't the inevitable story, but we had to start with how we started, which turns out to have been. A more horrible story anyway yeah so no embarrassment here just plain fucking just terrible anyway mm. so there was people living in it when we looked at it so we didn't get to look closely 
and we just we we were all like fresh coming up to college and had those vibes and we just thought anywhere was class because we were about to live oh out my god i totally didn't remember there was people in there do you remember and it was full Fuck of shit yeah. we just walked we were like oh my god it's amazing because it was all cool because it basically wasn't our mammy's houses so we moved in and set the place up all lovely and it looked it looked the job but it was one of those like kitchen sitting room all in one small room with all the bedrooms and bathroom doors coming directly off that room um, and that would be grand if one of the bedroom doors wasn't halfway up the fucking wall in the sitting room which had no door on it <laughs> I won't say whom out of the group was the most sexually active one at the time but they got the room with no door halfway up the fucking wall <laughs> And the rest of us would be watching DVDs trying to block out the noise of the riding. So we nailed a duvet to the wall over the over the door hole. <laughs> which had the tiny weird set of stairs leading up to the sex hole. Alas, the duvet did not block out and not soundproof the mid-wall sex room. <laughs> oh at the time, I suffered terribly from kidney infections, kidney infections, and other absolutely just lovely gems of illnesses. Asthma as but well. around this, <laughs> we won't go through the list. Um, at the time, <laughs> I suffered from those. But it was around this time that I got my first and most serious bounce bout of tonsillitis, while I had a kidney infection, and my mother was called to bring me home to Cavan to be doctored and minded. I was, in fact, so sick. That I had to lie down in the back of the car and I didn't say a word for the whole journey. I remember thinking I might actually die when my mother opened the door of the car when we got to cabin and my auntie came over, took one look at me and burst into tears. (laughs) (laughs) So clearly I was looking well. Anyway, I was in cabin for a while. And I was just about well enough to go back to Dublin and I was brought back up. And at no point in this memory do I remember ever going to college or any effort to go to college. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just don't recall that that was even part of it. Even she didn't we there. fancy your man that looked like your man that was in a band and we were like, oh my God, he's so bad. Oh yeah, and then he turned out to be gay and then he smelled like piss and all that shit. So it didn't even matter. Um, <laughs> then he cleaned our bathroom and it smelled worse. And that was a very strange thing to do. And then he fucking... They came over one day and swept the place and it was carpeted. It fucking absolutely there was another time drove they started me melting cows to plastic bottles. That was another one, yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Melting That's fucking things That's our college for you. Um, our college. We did well, didn't we, Molly? Um, <laughs> so clearly I was looking well. So I was, once I was well enough, I was brought back up to Dublin. Sure, I was missing the lads. So... The night I arrived back, I was in the bed, still not in great shape, when I heard this tapping noise. I thought I was losing my mind. Um, and maybe it was the gossing in the bed beside me. He might have been tapping on something. After a while, I noticed my feet felt cold and the tapping was getting a bit louder and faster. <laughs> so I asked himself what was going on. <laughs> and he turned the light on and the lower half of the bed was soaked. The tapping was a drip. Our gazes followed the path up to the ceiling where the crack had formed. And there was a mad rush to get out of the bed and move the bed and things near the drip and all the splashing. As we were doing this, the drip got faster. Not by much, but slowly faster. But a noticeable amount. So we got the mop and the bucket and we let it drip in the bucket. And we mopped up, even though it was carpet. 
So this was the middle of the night. Were you there, Molly? I wasn't there. I was over in Drumcondra at one of the girls' houses from art school or from the fucking the college. I was thinking, I know, I knew one of you weren't there, but I can't. You messaged. Maybe the other one. Yeah, one of them was busy probably having sex halfway up the wall somewhere. This was the middle of the fucking night and it I was still not well. It was all hands on deck getting our stuff out of the room so I lay down on the mattress on the floor in the kitchen. The dripping kept going as the night moved on and the crack spread across the ceiling and the drip became a small trail and then multiple trails and multiple cracks and there was dripping everywhere and we had pots and pans and buckets for the whole situation. The landlord was called and uh, he told us to go and rent a dehumidifier and he'd get a plumber. And that took, I think it was a half a day to get hold of him and all that. So, we were on the second floor. And when we went downstairs, the water was coming through into the hall and dripping out of the fucking light bulb, <laughs> which was buzzing. <laughs> so, it was all a bit of a blur. I wasn't really feeling so good and it was very stressful. But at some point, a plumber came and turned off the dripping or whatever he did. I don't know what he did, but he was there for five minutes and he left. Um, and the leak stopped. And we had wet everything. So that was mm. fine. And the sh- absolutely shit landlord just told us to get a dehumidifier. Which is something for a damp room. And this was a fucking lake. So uh, we we put it in the room. And we lived in the kitchen for the remainder of our time there. And I think I just went home just be minded because I was too sick. At one point I had a kidney infection. And I remember lying on the kitchen floor. Still with my sore throat from my tonsillitis. With a can of frozen bulmers on my gay, trying to relieve the pain oh, of the cystitis God. that had come. And it was just a miserable time. It was miserable. Anyway, so this is just the lead up to the, the nice house. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so we live in the kitchen. I went home. That's the introduction to the introduction of the house of many pains, which isn't even that house. So there was a few phone calls and viewings and our parents were up and driving us around and we went and... We viewed the most amazing, incredible place. And it was three floors of joy, brand new, renovated. And a gated apartment complex place next to the Iceland on Cabra Road. And there was so much excitement. And we threw a deposit at him and handed it over on the spot. There was other people there viewing it and we were fucking delighted. So I went back home with Mammy to recover further until our move-in day. Obviously, you know by the direction of this story that... That did not work out as a fairy tale <laughs> ending. <sighs> so I was in bed in cabin when Mammy came in. It was the very the next face. day, Carrie. It was the next day. And I was staying over Fucking in your course. house and she came in with bad news. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you see, these, the memory is hazy, but I remember <laughs> Mammy came in with the face of sorrow and regret and informed us. I thought it was me, but it was us. That another person had handed over deposit at the same time as us and not... And even though there was a few angry calls from our parents and the situation explained about how we really were more in need of it, there was nothing that could be done. And I cried worse than the time that I found out Limp Biscuit was cancelled. <laughs> so the hunt began for the third residence in Dublin in the manner of, I think, a month. So we were all around 18 and unaware of the shit this world particularly Dublin would throw at us yet and that's the introduction to the Dublin House of Pain saga which I'll continue in the next episode yeah, that's just tune in for that 
to the stories. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a light and fluffy version as well because it was a fucking nightmare. Nightmare. It was a fucking nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah, that place in Dublin. That was fucking, that was like... I, I don't know how... Why was the door half... Why was it halfway up the wall? And why is there no door? They, that that room sense. had an actual separate bathroom as well. It had another toilet at the Did end. It? Yeah. I think so. We'll have oh, to ask Jesus. the third person. I loved my room. I don't think great. there was. Yeah, you'd have grown Actually, the room, the room that we had was, was a lovely room. Yeah. Yeah, but it was just that it was full of water after a while. <laughs> and I remember but, like the water had gotten on some stuff, I think on on maybe on his keyboard or guitar or something. There was a bit of that, like it all splashed everywhere before we got everything out and there was we thought stuff was gonna be fucking broken. And there was all shitty furniture in there. Do you remember it was like them couches that were benches and oh, it was just fucking bits awful. of shit furniture. Oh, it was fucking Do you remember horrible. then like a few Ugh. years ago, well, it was probably a good 10 years ago or more that we were up in Dublin and we went over to our friend Eddie and Sarah's house and it turned out to be the same fucking place. Only that I wasn't it was completely... there, but it was the same house. And it was yes. absolutely and it was amazing. amazing. Yeah. Was the door still halfway up the wall? It was still halfway up the wall, but it had a fucking door on it. Oh Jesus! Well, isn't yeah. that amazing? Isn't it amazing God. putting a door on a door, huh? What you what would you do? Imagine putting a door on a fucking yeah. door. You won't be able to hear them having sex with the door in it. So what are you supposed to do? No, Jesus! But you yeah, know I what? Remember the foot? Like we'd go down to Extravision and rent. I think one day we went down and rented Aladdin on DVD. <laughs> and we were watching it on that tiny, <laughs> and we had two lads over. And we were watching it on a tiny little like tube television because there was no fucking flat screens and uh, trying to block out the noise of someone <laughs> riding <laughs> in the other room. Yeah, ah, look super it. duper. Jesus, that was so, so like, I mean, fun. you think about the amount of teenage shite that we dragged up to Dublin with us to decorate that whole, like, oh my God. it was an absolute shit hole of a place. I remember the decoration because I think, I like, as far as I recall, we arrived there and I was sick. And I was sick until we left. I was sick forever. So I don't really remember much of it. But I remember very, very well every detail of the fucking next place. Oh, I can't wait to fucking recount this. Like, I think you're going (laughs) to come away from these, like, episodes really, really angry and upset with PTSD triggered. No, nothing will PTSD me as much as other situations. Like, this... It was bad. It was bad. But it's just because it's such a series of unfortunate events together that in one place that are so funny because of certain types of people. But I think earlier I was telling someone else's story about, I'd say, one of the worst places I lived or the worst situations, which was when I moved out of the place I was in for a long time in Galway and in with a few strangers and two of them were fucking amazing, lovely people. And one was an absolute psychopathic spanner psycho retard who when we moved in with pre-agreed rooms and I'm going into this one with an ensuite because of my fucking general medical problems and needing a fucking toilet and it was all pre-arranged and when we walked in the door we all went in looking at the rooms and then she walked into my room and sat down in the bed and was just like I like this one we were like oh yeah no we actually uh, all you know your room is the other one that you agreed to and she's like no <laughs> and she just wouldn't move and there was a big argument and I didn't want to move in. Like the day that we moved in, I didn't want to move in. I ended up like going away and crying somewhere because it was so terrible. And she was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> she kept on cooking and fish heads and stuff, didn't she? She had a fo- literal bucket of fish heads in the kitchen at all times. 
and she'd do the <laughs> weave and stuff in there and you'd be in trying to cook food and there'd be fucking hair everywhere on the counters from <laughs> And fuck, it's a fish head. Oh my god! And then she'd go having sex in the shower in the middle of the night, and it was just like, what are you doing? There's four people living here. Just keep ah, it down. at least she was getting the ride. Like Jesus. And you know what? She was riding someone who she wasn't engaged to, who was somewhere else. Because she was like, I think I overheard her saying because she never fucking talked to me after a fallout on the very first hour of Wait, the house. She was engaged. But, uh, she was in an arranged marriage back home and she was like, oh, well, this is my boyfriend, Jim. I'm just going to be with him until I get married. Oh, yeah. my mm. God. So fair play to her because obviously if she's in an arranged marriage, get the fuck, get your hold before you get in there in case. But, um, <laughs> in case it's a shit pipe. In case, yeah. But mm. we didn't want to hear it all the time. Like, just do it at a reasonable hour. Don't do it at three o'clock in the morning. No, half eight, half nine. <laughs> yeah and she didn't like she stayed she never left the house never saw her leave the house she was always there always on the phone always there okay okay Carrie you're, 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 you're getting triggered anyway, you're getting triggered back, I'm, I'm, back. I'm going into I'm going, <laughs> I'm going I'm going back into the bad time <laughs> drink give me a drink <laughs> well I think we've Turn kind of around. covered tell me something happy well, I've nothing happy to tell you, only that my bike is now officially not broken. I mean, that's we'll the happiest see. Have thing. Have you actually ever... had a spin on it yet? No, I'm going to, I'm after having like two glasses of wine now, but I'm going to go out and have a spin on the avenue and see how it go. And Well, about... yeah, after two glasses of wine, it won't hurt as much when you, when it breaks in half and you fall over on the road, you know? Exactly. So if I'm missing my two front teeth next episode, you'll know why. Mm. Uh-huh, oh, I'm telling you. Right, lads. Wonderful, wonderful. Enough of this fucking pissing about here now. Yees need to send us in some fucking stories. These are sitting at home, bored out of your tits. And sitting all yees have a story. Eating, eating our ear time listenings and not giving us any of your bullshit. So I have to come up with my own horrible stories and bullshit and steal people's things off the internet. That's We're going to run out of sayings if yous don't fucking like get on top of this with the stories. Yeah, bitches. So many. We, we need. We need to make an announcement. That's we fine. need to make an, a a general public announcement to people. Might send round someone knocking on doors and shouting at them. Give me the fucking story, say you for fuck's sake. Go on RT News. Oh yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. This yeah. is a public service announcement brought to you by Slim Shady. Slim Shady did not <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> what you? Oh, you still love putting that up loud and annoying people at home that didn't like it oh does not give a fuck i used to get given out to for having smashing pumpkins playing on repeat all the time in the house but now the revenge oh, was, it sweet. was so nice oh, that was nice i'd be putting on eminem the martian matters lp and it was loud and it was wonderful <laughs> yeah as we discovered last time m and, and m marshall Mal- look at how many how many my years did that take yeah, that was another one of the pennies in space going by, wasn't it? So, I, uh, Jesus Christ. I think I was first year in secondary school when I started listening to Eminem. It was about the same time as Britney Spears' Oops, I Did It Again came out because you were oh, either he listening to one or the other. Yeah, you either yeah. you were either and into Britney or Marshall Mathers. Mathers, Marshall Mathers from up until Yeah, there were hits at the same time. You had, there was Oops, I Did It Again and I'm Slim Shady. And I'm a genie in a bottle, baby. 
And I made Honor. a choice at that time to go with Slim Shady over Britney Spears. And my God, did I make the right choice? You got me right a pirated Smashing Pumpkins CD for my birthday. And I have never been as happy. I still have that. I love it. I think Cormac. Actually, it was amazing. I thought it was top of the market. <laughs> it was class. Loved it. It was class. class. But you it didn't have the, the inlay thing though. But it was amazing. I've no, I didn't, I didn't need the inlay. Got, I went on the World Wide Web and looked up the lyrics on Lyric you and You did Curve. not. <laughs> you did fucking not. This was before the winter webs. And uh, this was even before we had our amazing website, which was acoma.com forward slash a million letters and words it was it was oceanfree.com oceanfree.com I wonder uh, does that still exist no I tried to find it it does not it does not Um, and it was just pictures it was a picture of your sister's arse burnt sunburnt arse or something and was there a picture no that was later times me and cleaners arses but no and then one of them mad fucking backgrounds that they had for internet webs and lyrics to our songs for people to oh, look and up. And tabs. You know? Tabs for the guitar as well. Tabs. Don't forget for them. Oh, in case tabs anyone for our songs. <laughs> for all of our fans. Hi, guitar strings. Yeah, forget it, my fingers. Yeah, we were very cool. I think I this is enough bullshit for, for a week, Harry. Like, I mean, oh, there's a cat at my door as well. It's time. It's time to call it a day. It's time. It's time. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go watch some some fun times now and uh, go back into Groundhog Day life and continue yeah. going from this room into the next room and back until the end <laughs> of days. The 12th of May. Lovely jubbly. Maybe. 12th of I don't May. know. You can, anyway. you can play us out with my amazing tune. Oh, I definitely will. Um, which, which I, yeah. It's good You'll time. just I'll send you the video yeah. now. Thank you for listening to this episode uh, of the Contrition Mission. It's our second remote episode. If you've got any complaints, don't bother talking to us. If you have any stories, hurry up and fucking send them to us. Um, and that's, that's it. Contri- the Contrition Mission at gmail.com. Forward also, slash, how are you? Read, review, subscribe, all that bullshit. We do not yeah. do anything for money and don't care. And we are fine because we yeah. both have incomes of Listen things. to so, Alison's Little on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. to see oh, some yeah, hot chicken mass. action. Okay, good. And right, a bit, of, uh, bit of Kev McGahorn on Friday. Doing oh, Friday, yeah. I'm going to do that as well. This Friday uh, coming. Bit of Davey Riley's quiz on Wednesday. Uh, what's that one called? Mastermind COVID parties yourself, every... Co-video parties out in Co-video party. Loads of good stuff on the whole Go and time, buy people coffees. We don't need any coffees. Go buy people coffees. We don't need them, but do give us a rate on the old iTunes. I hear that's what people do. Or all of that shite. Yeah. Use Goodbye. your Use your fingers. And bye. Use your yeah. fingers. That's what she said. <laughs> I don't wait to go. Do, do, do.